Welcome to the Color and Chaos podcast, the very first podcast of 2020. If this is your first time joining in today, I want to introduce myself to you and just say how much of an honor it is that you are watching or listening to this today. My name is Jonah Fair. I am originally from South Carolina. I moved up here to Michigan in 2016. I've been here ever since. And it is such an honor to be able to talk to you no matter where you may be. Maybe you're tuning into this on Spotify, on iTunes, on the Google Play Music Store, on just online streaming or on uh, YouTube. Wherever you're getting this podcast, it's an honor that you are here today. It feels so crazy to be talking to you from 2020. I don't know why. I, it may just be me, but I feel like 2020 is like such a futuristic like it just it just sounds weighty. Like 2020, I feel like we're in the the time of Blade Runner. That the, you know by now we should have had flying cars and the Jetsons kind of going all over the place. But uh, but no, it doesn't really look that much different than the uh, than the 2000s, the early 2000s. Besides uh, smartphones and technology. If you are joining today for the first time, I want to also just tell you a little bit about what Color and Chaos is. And uh, then we'll get into today's episode. The premise of Color and Chaos is just a cry from my heart that I know that I've noticed in my life that it's through the moments of difficulty, of uncomfortability, of challenge, that those are the moments that I grow not only as a person and, and, and grow in character and grow in wisdom and grow in knowledge and experience, but I also, and more importantly, I grow in my knowledge and understanding and intimacy between me and my creator. That I know that it's in the moments of difficulty and the chaos of our lives, those are the moments that we can find a color when we stop looking for color in our own understanding or our own ability, but instead seeking our creator, savior, sustainer through the chaos and it seems like within us all, in the chaos, we naturally cry out for our creator, savior, sustainer. Maybe maybe you yourself have been at the lowest point of your life and, and it seems like every single one of us always resort to praying to God, to talking to God, to crying out to God, even regardless of our previous beliefs or our previous belief system, there's something within us that cries out for so much more than anything this world can offer. That regardless of what you have going on in your life right now, maybe you're going through the best of times or the worst of times, that no matter where you are right now, it would be an honor for me to pray for you because I firmly believe that by praying, that prayer has such a power to it because it's not me trying to do something on my own, but it's calling out to our creator, savior, sustainer, the only one that can do something about what is going on. So we'll pray and then we'll get into today's episode. All right. Lord God, just thank you so much for who you are and what you're doing. Just thank you for your faithfulness, uh, not only your faithfulness to me, uh, to be able to uh, continue to do this podcast, but your faithfulness to us. Lord, you are faithful to each and every one of us. I know that the things that I have been through in my life and the things that I am currently going through, Lord, that none of it takes you by surprise. And even though that may be hard uh, in the in the chaoses of our life to think about that, to understand the weight of your sovereignty of who you are, God, I just pray and that we pray that no matter what we are going through, Lord, will you just please reveal yourself in a real and relevant way. Lord, just help us just see you more clearly 
and to have a closer intimate walk with you, even in ways that we thought were not ever possible. We need you, Lord. In your name we pray and we surrender. Amen. As I'm recording this, is the very first full week of January, and so so much has happened since the last time I talked to you. We had Christmas, we had a new year, and uh, now we are starting full force into the month of January as I am recording this. And so as I was just thinking about what to talk about in uh, the very first episode of this year, I felt led just to share with you what I've been through, what I've, uh, where I've been for these uh, last couple weeks since we last talked. And so going into Christmas, uh, my sister graduated from college. She graduated from Clemson University in her undergrad program. And so that was really awesome to be able to be part of that. Um, Everybody in the family was able to be there. It was, of course, nice to be with friends and family. um, But the time came for me to come back up to Michigan. And so I had to say bye to the friends and family down there and travel back up here to Michigan. And so if you've been following this podcast, then you know that every single time I go down there to South Carolina, one of the things I always talk about is the mountains. I love the mountains. And being up here in Michigan, you don't really have mountains. You have a little bit of hills, but even hills are exciting to me as long as it's some type of elevation, but there's not much elevation here in Michigan, unfortunately, at least in the lower peninsula where I'm at. And so coming up, of course, my eyes were glued to the mountains all around me. I was going through Asheville, North Carolina, and so I was on Interstate 40, and there's just a lot of mountains around me. I'm going through not only North Carolina, but Tennessee, and then Kentucky, and there's just so much mountains around And it's just really nice to get one last glimpse of it before going back up to uh, Ohio and then Michigan. Of course, that is more flat. And so as I was driving back, I was just thinking and meditating on everything that um, the last couple weeks down there in South Carolina brought, the different conversations I had with people and the the different conversations with family and just the the different things of that that were coming up in my life up in Michigan, the things that were going on in my local church, the the things um, that I had to uh, to do once I got back home and got back into the regular routine of things. And so there's just a lot of things on my heart and mind as normal. And of course, you're driving, so you can't really go anywhere. So you're just alone there with your thoughts and uh, music. And so I'm driving up and I'm just observing all these mountains around me. And before I got too far um, past the mountains, I wanted to have an opportunity to at least stop in the mountains and just get alone and uh, spend some time in the Word, spend some time in the Bible, and and just pray and just kind of have one last hoorah here in the mountains before going up to Michigan. And so I was still in North Carolina at this point, so I still had some opportunity uh, before I got out of the mountains for good. But I decided to take a random exit and uh, just to try to find a place where I could kind of get alone, get quiet, and uh, spend some time in the Word and with the Lord. And so I was about to take an exit, but I missed the exit, so I went to another exit. And so I'm going off this random exit, and I'm starting to go west, and I'm heading uh, kind of more into the mountains at this point. Uh, The mountains were kind of at the side as I was there on the interstate, but now I'm going more directly into a mountain. And so I'm driving towards a mountain, heading westbound as I'm heading towards Michigan, but starting to head west, just taking a little detour real quick. And so I take a random detour and I see on my GPS that is there on, um, on my dashboard, I see the GPS and I see that there's a lake coming up. 
And so I kind of look real quick to see if there's any roads, any exits that take me closer to the lake. I love mountains and I love water. Maybe you're like that as well. Maybe you like water and mountains. But I know for me, I love water. I love mountains. And that's one thing that I do like about Michigan when it comes to just its geography is that it has plenty of water. So that's awesome. So I'm driving towards this lake. I'm driving towards this mountain. I'm random exit that I've never been before. I've never took this exit before. And so I'm heading towards this lake and I get off the exit. And, it, and all that I'm trying to do is just get near this lake. So I'm looking for the roads that will get me to this lake and I'm going to try to find a place where I can kind of sit there near the lake. So I drive near the lake. I, I take a random one-way road down a bridge. Um, so I'm just kind of going deeper and deeper into this uh, neighborhood, this town, this city that was there. And it takes me up this hill. And I'm so I'm going up this hill. And all around me, there's mountains. And there's a lake right down there. It's just a beautiful, serene um, just scene. And so I'm drive up and I drive up and before I know it, right in front of me, there's this massive cross. There's this massive cross, there's this white cross. And, and uh, if you're watching, I'll show a picture um, right now. I'll, I'll show you a little picture. I see this cross randomly as I'm just trying to find a place to, to park. And it wasn't like I was heading towards this cross. I didn't even know about this cross. But I head up here. I find this cross. And I'm just kind of laughing to myself because I'm like, well, Lord, you know, I take this random exit. Of course, you lead me somewhere where not only I can see the mountains, but I can just reflect on the reality that you are presently with me no matter where I go. And so seeing the cross was really cool. So I snapped a photo of it and uh, just had some time just to kind of be alone and be still. And as I was up there, I observed uh, a lot of different things, but there was kind of like this cry within my heart, um, almost in a form of a song, as I was up here on this mountain, looking at this cross, looking at the water below, and and just meditating on what the Lord has done uh, in my life this whole last year of 2019, and what He was uh, wanting to do within me in 2020, just trying to lean into Him in that process. But but I, I wrote this down, and this was something that was just kind of in my head. But as I was there, I was thinking of this. I was thinking, comfort cover me through the blues and in the greens. Help me see, though this heart is recovering, I'm longing for the raging, gentle streams. I'm going to read that again. Comfort cover me through the blues and in the greens. Help me see, though this heart is recovering, I'm longing for the raging, gentle streams. And that, that, last, that's, that last line right there, I'm, I'm longing for the raging gentle streams. As I was thinking about that, I was trying to wrap my head around what that means. Raging gentle streams. In a way, it didn't really sound like it make any sense because a stream is not really raging for the most part, but it's for the most part, a stream is gentle. And that's the thing that draws us towards streams is that it's, it's gentle, it's, it's soft, it's peaceful. In that moment, I was longing for that peacefulness, just something to kind of to get me to stop just thinking and just rest a little bit. But also, another thing that I was longing for, especially with my heart for the mountains, I was longing to also be near a raging river. There's something about the rapids. I've, I did an episode on the rapids uh, on this podcast and, uh, and I talked about just the, the, the power of the rapids that, that, of course, you can observe in the mountains very clearly. But within me, I started to find these two different things that I was longing for. I, I wanted two things from the mountain. And, and both of these things were there at the mountain. 
But it, at the same time, I couldn't really necessarily be near a gentle stream and also be near a raging stream at the same time. So I would have to make a decision where I wanted to be. Did I want to be near a gentle stream or raging stream? So within me, I was crying out to God for two different things. I was crying out for peace, but I was also crying out for power. Lord, have power. You just work mightily in my heart, in my mind, in my, in my life. So I was longing for the comfort of God, but also the raging power of God. I, I, I wanted both. I didn't want just one. I wanted both. And it made me think that I know that I'm not the only one that sometimes longs for a raging, gentle stream. You yourself long for a raging, gentle stream. Think about it. When we are going through hardship, when we're going through chaos, we long for comfort. We cry out within us. When things don't make sense, when things are, are just very heavy, we cry out for comfort. We reach for things to bring us comfort. And also in the same time, we also long for power. We long for intervention. We long for something to change. And so sometimes we reach out for the things that we feel like can change and get us outside of that chaos that we are currently going through. So here I am in the unknown mountains of North Carolina, longing for the raging gentle stream of God to work within my life, to meet me where I was. And I paused for a moment and I turned open my Bible and I turned to Matthew 17. And it comes right after Jesus made this powerful statement in Matthew 16, verse 24. Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their deeds. And I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the Son of Man coming into his kingdom. And so that's the very end of 16 and leads us to Matthew 17. And this is what I was reading there right in that moment. Six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up a mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as light. Suddenly, Moses and Elijah appeared and began talking with Jesus. Verse 4, Peter exclaimed, Lord, it's wonderful for us to be here. If you want, I'll make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son, who brings me great joy. Listen to him. The disciples were terrified and fell face down on the ground. Then Jesus came over and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. And when they looked up, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus. They saw only Jesus. So here we have Jesus transforming into light, basically. He's right there in front of the disciples. They see a man turn to light. 
And it's so wonderful to the point that Peter doesn't know what else to do. And so he's just doing what I feel like a lot of us do, that I do. Just do something, right? If you don't know what to do, just do something. And that's what Peter's doing. Peter just says just something so random and off the wall. It kind of makes me laugh. But Peter just randomly says, oh, well, let us build some like tabernacles. Let's build some dividers so that, you know, we are separated from you and separated from Moses and Elijah, which apparently also is there. So this is crazy stuff happening here on this mountain. They are so overwhelmed. They don't even know what to do after they hear a voice, a voice of God speak to them saying, listen to him. I mean, they just fall face down. They have felt the raging force of God speaking to them, saying, listen to my son. And so here they are. They have nothing else to say. They are so overwhelmed. They fall face down on the ground. It says not only that, but they were terrified. There was emotions that were there. There was, there was just an overwhelmingness of, of emotion, of thought, and they just fall face down. In this moment, they're in the presence of Jesus. Jesus changes, and it, it terrifies them. They are overwhelmed. They're in awe. They just came face to face with a raging, raging, raging river of our God. And they don't know what else to do. They fall face down. But also, you see something else happen. Right after them falling face down, verse 7, it says this, Then Jesus came over and touched them. Jesus didn't stay far away as they were bowed down, but they, they, he came close to them. So here's the raging river of God coming close, coming close to the terrified, to the terrified and overwhelmed disciples. So you see this raging river come close, but the way that he comes close, it doesn't say that the disciples were even more terrified that Jesus was coming close, but they were already overcome. Then Jesus came over and touched them. Get up, he said. But this is what he also says. He also talks to their emotions. He talks to their fear. He talks to how they are feeling. He talks to their thoughts, their processing. So here's God of the universe overwhelming them to the point that they fall deep down on their knees. But then God of the universe comes to the disciples and he meets them right where they are and speaks into right where they are as well. So Jesus not only came near them, which is crazy enough to imagine. Here you are, you just see the, the mighty power of God, but then you see God come close as if a gentle stream coming close to bring them a peace in this moment as they are terrified. He comes close to them and he says, get up, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. He speaks life into them as in this moment, they don't know what else to do. And verse eight is something that, that is so, so cool. And when they looked up, Moses and Elijah were gone and they saw only Jesus. I can't imagine what that would feel like. In that moment, they have, they have just this moment of, of just chaos and overwhelmness. Every bit of their senses has been overwhelmed in the presence of Jesus. But then also they hear the gentle voice of Jesus saying, do not be afraid. The power of God is speaking to them in a way that meets them where they are and enough to give them a peace for them to look up. What's crazy is that right before this, the reason why they were looking down is because they were overwhelmed. 
But in this moment, Jesus speaking to them was enough for them to look up instead of looking down. They no longer were so overwhelmed that they were paralyzed, but they were so overwhelmed to the point that they also had peace. Why? Because Jesus spoke to them in the presence of that terrified feeling that they had, that overwhelming feeling that they had. In the moment, there was a raging and gentle stream of God coming to man, and man looked up in response to what God just did all around him. I'm reading this. I'm reading this, and and it's just standing out to me. In that moment, all they saw was Jesus. All they saw was Jesus. And it hit me that in the longing of the raging and gentle streams, those moments where I, I long for God to work in power in my life, but then I also long for God just to be small enough to little old me that God is God of both. This passage reminded me that not only is God the God of power and intervention and of might and miracles, but God is also God of comfort of healing, of restoration, of peace, of gentleness that I long for, that we long for. In the blues and in the greens of life, in the downs and and the hurt and the pain and the mourning and the sickness, but also in the greens and the and the prosperity and the and the, and the life and the and the just the excitement May our hearts cry out, Lord, help me see, regardless of this chaos within me, that you are the mighty, the the raging, yet gentle stream that my heart, my soul, my life longs for. In this year, we have another year, another day, an opportunity right now, you right now listening or watching this, you have an opportunity today to respond to the God of the universe, the God that our hearts cry out for, that can fill every single hole within our life, within our heart, that can meet us where we are, regardless of where we're at, that we have an opportunity today to respond to him, that constantly he is calling out to you, to me. He's calling out to me while I'm in the car. He's calling out to me while he takes me off the random exit. He's calling to me as I see this random cross. He's calling out to me as I look at the, the mighty, the power of these mountains around me. He's with me within my longings and my emotions for the, for the raging yet, yet gentle streams. He, he's there when I came up to Michigan. He's here right now as I'm recording this podcast. He's with me tomorrow. That, that the God of our yesterdays, todays, and tomorrows, that he is here. We have a opportunity to respond just like the disciples did in that moment when they had an opportunity to respond to the voice of God that was calling out to them. And they had an opportunity no longer to keep looking down, but to look up, to look up, to look up regardless of what terrified them before. They have an opportunity to respond now. That in that moment, the peace of God and also the power of God was enough to warrant a response. And I felt led to ask you, and in turn ask us, what, what is it that this year, that today, the Lord wants us, wants me to respond to? Lord, what is it that you want us to respond to? 
We all long for comfort. We all long for power. But until we are longing for the God of the raging gentle streams to fill both needs, then we're just going to keep ending up dry. In that moment, what I didn't need was another picture of a cross. I didn't even need another picture of a mountain. I didn't even need to see another mountain. And I didn't even need to see another cross. In that moment, what I was longing for was to be able to have a fellowship with my God. To have a moment to respond to God. A moment to cry out to and to share my heart, my thoughts, my feelings with God. And I see in in Matthew 17 that my God is real. That my God is accessible. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The the Bible also says that that his word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And so the word of God is God's written revelation, his word. And his word responds to me regardless of where I'm at. That I can know him through knowing his word and through surrendering to his son. That Jesus didn't just stay dead. Jesus, yes, he gave his life for me. But Jesus also conquered that fear and slavery to death and sin Because on the cross, he took my death. He took my sin. But because he did not himself sin, he defeated death. And so when I place my faith in him, I don't have to be defined by death and decay and sin anymore. But my identity is in the resurrected Savior, the resurrected King, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so when I place my faith, my identity in Jesus, I'm saying, Jesus, you are who I am following. You are who I I am surrendered to. You are Lord of my life. Jesus is working within my life, regardless of where I go. Why? Because the Bible says that his spirit dwells within us the moment that we surrender to him. Because we release control over us and our sin but instead our sin is transferred to the one who paid that debt. I'm no longer defined by my sin, but I'm defined by my savior. And so because I am his, his spirit now dwells within me and enables me to live the life that I could not live because once because of my sin and death. And so heavy heart, no matter where you are, there is a raging and gentle stream. When we seek that raging gentle stream, and our raging yet gentle God. David says this in Psalms 42, verse seven. He says, deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. Verse eight, the Lord decrees his loving devotion day by day. And at night, his song is with me. A prayer to the God of my life. May this year, may this day, may we have a prayer to the God of our life saying, Lord, God of the raging and the gentle streams, Lord, be what I long for, be what I seek, 
Lord, fill within me everything that I long for. Because Lord, I know that I can see power when I seek power through you and I can see comfort when I seek a comfort through you. Not when I seek a power, like power that I've seen here in this world. Not like I see comfort and comfort of this world. But Lord, no, Lord, Lord, teach me what your power looks like. Teach me what your comfort looks like. Teach me to, to know what it's like to have plenty, but have nothing. To, to feel at peace, even though there's chaos all around me. Lord, you be my strength. You be my song. Lord, you, your waterfalls, that's where I'm going to find the power that I, that, I, that I long for and the gentleness and the comfort that I long for as well. May the prayer of our heart be this. Oh, my soul, listen to Jesus. He cares. He cares. He cares. He cares. He cares. Lord God, just we look to you. We long for you. In a dry and weary land, Lord, we look to you. We thirst for you. Lord, we know at the end of the day that you are the only one that satisfies the holes within us. Lord, thank you that you were with me. Even in those moments that I was driving back home, Lord, you led me to where I went. And God, you were with me regardless of all of those longings within me. Lord, thank you that you are with me no matter where I go, that you are with us no matter where we go. And regardless of what these years have brought us, the baggage, the hurt, the pain, or even the good and the triumphs and the joy, Lord, no matter what is behind, Lord, we look ahead towards you. Lord, we want to just have a single focus on you. Lord, that all we see is you, is you, is you. And Lord, that doesn't mean that we ignore our feelings or our emotions, or our thoughts, or our history, or our past. Lord, we don't ignore it, but Lord, we bring it to you because we know that you and you alone are the gentle and raging streams that we know that we need in order to have sustenance, to have strength, in order to make it through today and tomorrow. So Lord God, we just want to seek you. Lord, help us. Help us not morph you into our image, but Lord, help us be transformed into your image as we seek you in your word and as we just allow you to do what you want to do within us. Lord, we know that you are God of might and power and you are also God of rest and of renewal. So Lord, we seek you for both. Lord, you are God of all and you are God of us. So Lord, we seek you this year. We know that you are the God of the raging and the gentle streams. And we seek you with all that we are. Lord, help us respond to you in the ways that you want to work within us. Lord, we seek you and we surrender to you. And we just ask that you have your will and way in us and that you do what you want to do and help us surrender our plans and our dreams and our desires, Lord, and just transform us into your likeness. We need you. And we ask all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being a part of this. It's so awesome. It's an honor to be here with you. And again, we serve a God of the raging and the gentle streams. And he is living and active. And he's actively pursuing after you. And so I would love to be a part of what the Lord's doing within you. You can email me at talkcolorinchaos at gmail.com. 
Or you can reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram. My name is Jonah Fair, J-O-N-A-H-F-A-I-R. I would love to just hear what the Lord is doing within you and to be a part of your life in any way that I can. God bless you. You have a great week, and I look forward to talking to you next week. God bless you. You have a great week. See you.